Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hey, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit. It's a short podcast which is audio taken from one of my Facebook live sessions. Hopefully you'll take some great value from it. Let's crack on. Take a listen. Hi guys, it's Jake here from the Running with Jake podcast. And in this very short video, I want to share with you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different things that I think you should consider when looking for a training plan that suits you, which is the key element of that phrase. The training plan must work for you. Now, training plans are great for us because they keep us on track. They hopefully lead us to a specific goal, but it isn't one size fits all as we often talk about. Just like if you live on the South Coast and you were planning a a lengthy drive to Scotland, there's many different routes you could take, each with a different degree of success depending on the obstacles that you may come across en route to your destination. And training plans are exactly the same. So it is important to choose the plan that's right for you. And I want to share some things that I think are really important that you can consider now. And it's especially important at the moment because we kind of want to stay on track a little bit, don't we? Particularly with these races being cancelled left, right and centre and many of our goals being shoehorned into 2021. So the first thing that I think you should look for when choosing a new training plan is it matches where you are at the moment, not where you want to be. So it's very easy when we look at a plan because we're goal orientated to think, well, I want this plan to get me to a four hour marathon. But actually, where are you at the moment? Because it's important that you look at that plan and see what the starting point is. Because if there's a a mismatch there and the plan is too ambitious for you, your fitness level isn't sufficient at the moment to embark on that journey and tackle that plan, then it could result in overload and it could result in injury. So remember, what what causes injury? It's when the capacity of the body doesn't match the demands that we put on it, the stress, and we overload it. And obviously what you don't want to do is end up injured. So I think it's really important that the plan matches, kind of have to put your ego to one side and go, well, where am I at the moment? I'm going to be brutally honest with myself, not where do I want to be? So that's number one. The second thing is, does it match a typical training week for you in terms of frequency of runs? So what I mean by this is when people look for training plans, or if they speak to me, if they want some coaching, very often people will tell me that they're going to run X amount of times. It may be four times a week. But in my head, straight away, I'm thinking, well, that's probably four times for most people that say that on a good week, on the best week in their mind before the start of the journey. They're like, yes, I'm definitely going to run four times a week. But actually, if you choose a training plan based on four times a week, but in reality, that's a really good week for you. And most of the time you're going to run three, you're going to run into problems. You'll beat yourself up because you're not able to achieve the targets in the plan. And how are you going to know which sessions to miss? You might not really know which one to to get rid of. So I think it's important that it really matches what a typical week is for you in terms of the number of runs that you do across that week. Number three, does it have detailed training explanations to match those sessions that you understand? Now, if you're very proficient in and experienced in doing something like strides, which is a technical term for for relaxed sprinting, that's a a technique you can use to improve your cadence and your running form, get used to faster running. If you're really aware and familiar with that, then actually, if you're choosing a plan that has strides in there, it's not so important what the explanation is because you got it. 
But actually, if it doesn't really resonate with you and you're not really sure what the, what it means, you need to make sure that that plan that you choose comes with a real nice glossary of terms, really detailed explanations of exactly what that means, that you understand, not the next person, not your neighbour, not your running buddy, but you, because you're the one that ultimately has to implement and action those sessions. So I think having detailed and clear explanations that you understand is very important. Cool. Number four, the training intensities in the plan must be the training intensities that you use. So what are training intensities? Well, we can use heart rate. I often use heart rate for training, as you know. Uh, RPE, which stands for rate of perceived exertion, which really is a feel for effort. How hard do I feel I'm working? Am I running easy? Is it a steady effort? Uh, and you can also use pace. But you've got to make sure that it matches because if it doesn't match and you are typically somebody that runs on, let's say, pace, and this is a heart rate sort of focused plan or biased plan, then actually you're going to run into problems. You're not going to know how to interpret uh, the sessions, but more specifically, the intensities it's asking you to go and run at. And that's, that's really key. And I think it's very important as well that if you have followed a number of different plans over the years and you're quite an experienced runner and you've followed a number of different plans that that the, you understand the terms that that plan uses and you don't confuse yourself from terms that perhaps a previous plan uses. So I'll give you an example. Before I was a running coach, when I was really getting into running, quite new to it, and I just Google, like most people do, training plans. Oh, I'm running a marathon. I want to break whatever time. Da -da 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 -da. Google, Google, Google. And the plan that I followed, and, and guess what? For my second marathon, I just followed the same plan because you do, don't you? Well, I'll just repeat that. Not necessarily the best approach, but it's what I did. I was inexperienced. I didn't realize the importance of a specific bespoke plan for me. And they used a term called steady, but their steady term meant marathon effort. Well, a few plans down the line, a few marathons down the line, I started to use a different format, a different training plan, a different approach. And the term that they used was steady, but they didn't mean marathon pace. They meant slightly, slightly harder than easy. It's like top end of an easy effort. So not always are training terms and definitions interchangeable and people can use different terminology. So what you don't want to do is confuse yourself because, again, you won't execute that plan with accuracy. So I do think that's very important. So number five, what to look for when choosing a new training plan. I've got eight things for you guys if you've just joined me. So number five, is the plan easy to adapt? Now, we know that actually we just want to follow a plan and I want to break four hours and I want this plan to guarantee me I'm going to break four hours. We also know if we're really honest with ourselves, it doesn't work like that. And you will probably have to adapt. I think in all the plans I've ever followed, including any generic plans I've followed off the internet in my early days, any plans I've created for myself, there's probably only probably two or three plans where I've actually followed and done every single session because something happens, a little niggle where you need to back off, maybe a full-blown injury going over on my ankle, maybe there's social commitments, work issues, lack of motivation, and then you've got to know how to adapt the plan. Now, if the plan is overly complicated, and that doesn't mean it's a bad plan, but it might be a bit overly complicated for you, a bit complex, then actually how are you going to know how to adapt and navigate your way through the course of those weeks to get to your goal? So that's very important. Don't go into the plan thinking, well, I'm definitely going to follow every single session here because you probably won't. Can you adapt and do you know how to? Number six, does your environment lend itself to the sessions that are on the training plan? So if you are somebody, and that's environment where you live, where you run. So if you do a lot of the sessions from work and you may live... I don't know, 15 miles away from work. But actually, if you do most of your running around work, you need to look at what the environment is and does the plan match? Will you able be able to execute these sessions? Because that's difficult. If there's a lot of hill repetition work and it's saying you need to do, let's say you're training for 5K, you choose a random 5K plan and it's asking you to perform relatively fast, steep, 
short bursts of, of hill reps. Well, actually, if you don't have a short, steep hill that's beneficial for running, i.e. it's not too narrow, it's not too bumpy, it's not you know, busy junctions leading onto it, then actually you're not going to be able to execute that session. So you've got to look at what's the environment I'm running at the moment and do can I, can I do these sessions or am I going to have to drive in the, get in the car and drive 40 miles, which is not realistic when you lead a busy life. Cool. So number seven, is supplementary work covered in the plan? So what's supplementary work? It's all those things outside of your running that is going to help you work towards your goal, your ultimate goal, your outcome goal. It's going to enhance your running. It could be flexibility work, mobility, stretching. It could be coordination, some motor skill stuff. It could simply be some nutrition, a nutritional element that you want to tap into and you want to use that to enhance your running. Strength work is obviously a classic one that all those runners know we should do and we're not all always so great at doing it. So if you're somebody that really gets involved in all that stuff and you've got it nailed down and you're happy with your strength work, you do it Tuesday morning, you phone roll it after work, it's not such a big problem. But actually, if you're somebody that knows the importance of it and you want to train with logic and holistically, take a holistic approach to your training, then I think it's important that you look for a training plan that's got those elements and those areas covered because you want a plan that can hold your hand through the course of the journey, ideally. Cool. Number eight, finally... And probably, I believe, one of the most important, although I think they're all important, does the plan inspire you? Do you want to follow the plan? We said at the outset of this video that if you were driving to Scotland from the south coast, there's many different routes that you could take. You might prefer to take the scenic route because it's more enjoyable for you. You want to get in the car and you want to go down that road, that take that journey. It's the same with training plans. You've got to want to follow it. So a number of years ago, when I got into cycling the first time round, I sort of had another little hit of cycling recently and got into it a bit. But back in the day when I wasn't a cyclist at all, I didn't have a bike. A very good friend of mine was a really keen cyclist. And I said to him, look, can you go bike shopping with me? Like, you know, I need your support and help and whatever. So we went around a few shops. And I remember the conversation as we were driving there. And I said to him, oh, you know, I'm really looking forward to looking at the bikes, trying the different ones. I said, I know it's important to kind of go into it almost blindly, not be looking at the bike. And, oh, I like that colour. A bit like buying running trainers, isn't it? You need to go with the ones that are right for you. And I said, oh, you know, I know that I need to go for the bike that, that fits me and it suits me and it's going to help me with my cycling goals back then. And he paused and he said, well, yeah, that's true. He said, but actually, you've got to want to get on it. Which I thought was a really good point. I've got to want to get on the bike, get it out of the shed, get on it and go and cover some miles. So you've got to be inspired by it because we're not elite athletes, are we? It's not, we're not working towards the Olympics. I imagine people watching this, it's recreational runners is what we are to achieve our own goals and things and get ourselves feeling better. So you've got to want to be inspired by that plan and want to do it. And that's something that I think is really important. You'll probably know if you follow me a lot that that's something I bring to the party a lot with my runners. I like to get really creative with their sessions. Even if I know that this path, this particular training plan is really beneficial for one of my runners, Sometimes I look at it and go, well, that's fine, but actually, how much are they going to want to do that? It's a bit dull. It's not very spicy. It's not very creative. It's not very interesting. It's not very innovative. So then I'll make all the tweaks and changes to it. So you've got to want to do the plan. Okay, a quick summary, guys, on this very beautiful day. Let's hope it stays like this. And the cockerel is quietened down next door now. I'm just about to wrap up the video, and the cockerel is quietened down. I'm telling you. What is that about? 
So eight very quick things that I think you should consider when looking for a new training plan. Number one is it matches where you are at the moment, your current level of ability. Don't look at where you want to be. Does the plan, the start of the plan, match where you are right now? Number two, does the number of weekly runs that the plan asks of you, does that match what a typical training week is for you? Or if you're looking at stepping up a little bit in terms of frequency, is it realistic? Don't choose a training plan based on your best week of running four times. It's most of the time you run three. Number three, does it have a detailed does it have detailed training explanations that you understand so that you can execute those sessions accurately? Number four, make sure the plan talks about training intensities that you use. That could be rate of perceived exertion, it could be heart rate, it could be pace, or it could be a combination of any of those three. Uh, number five, is the plan easy to adapt? Because you're probably going to run into some obstacles. That's real life, isn't it? So how are you going to adapt and will you know how to? Particularly if it's just a plan you pulled off the internet and you don't have any ongoing support, what are you going to do? It needs to be really clear for you. Number six, does the environment where you run lend itself to the sessions on the plan? Can you go out and do those strides? Have you got a nice safe park to run in? Have you got hill uh, area you can run on hills if it's a hill reps on the plan? Number seven, is supplementary work covered, such as strength work, foam rolling, stretching, mobility, flexibility, and all those wonderful things that help us to run and stay in one piece? And last but not least, number eight, one of the most important, does it inspire you? Are you going to want to put your trainers on and get out the door when you've had a tough day at work and you're just not feeling it? Guys, I hope that helps you. Have a great rest of the day, whatever you're up to. Check out the Runner Reject podcast. We've got a fantastic episode lined up for you this week. If you missed last week, you need to go and look at that. Got to check that out, man. It's available on all your mobile apps. That is where we interview and chat with a sports psychologist tapping into the mindset and the power of the mind to help us run. Have a good one, guys. Speak to you all very soon. That was Running With Jake, the quick hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, the podcast.